0: Okie dokie, it's time to go live. Uh, it's kind of cold where I'm at, so I'm wearing a beanie because it's cold and my head was cold. Whatever. Anyway, I'm not here for looks. That's the case. Uh, you were at the wrong place, let me tell you. Uh, I want to get going because, man, it's been one of them super busy weeks. Um, and <laughs> if, you, if you're if you not paying attention to what's going on, folks, um, <clears throat> you're missing some really really important things that are taking place, especially if you're a parent or if you have kids in your life that you care about, um, you know, those types of things, like it's time to really wake up and pay attention. And I, the the days of people having an excuse of, I don't understand, or I didn't know, or this technology thing is too complicated. Like that ship has categorically sailed. Uh, you're, you have a responsibility um, and I'm not lecturing here. I have kids in my house, and it is um it's getting worse. Um, let's just go start off with the stuff that happened yesterday in Congress. And uh the grandstanding there was pretty comical, to be perfectly frank. Um let, let so here's one thing I want people to take away first when you look at this, and it's because I do the research and I really don't have a life. Congress has not passed a child safety law for digital stuff in a decade. Ten years, Congress has not passed a law that will do anything to protect children categorically online in ten years. However, because there's an election coming up and because it's been front and center on some other news articles and whatever else, all of a sudden they're going to subpoena people and bring them in there. I This should be happening on the regular, I think, but if you've ever wanted proof of this is how political grandstanding and whatever works, like here it is. And it's, it's a shame to be perfectly Frank. Um, Cause all they did was drag these poor people in here who've had their lives impacted by social media. Their kids have committed suicide and other things. And they got Zuckerberg and those other folks to just give them some hollow ass apology. Zuckerberg doesn't give a shit. He's not going to stop doing what he's doing. Um, neither is TikTok or any of these other orgs. They're, They go in there, they pose, they smile for the cameras, they say some stuff, they apologize, and then they go back to their $150 million mansions in Hawaii and do exactly what they were doing yesterday anyway. Because again, Congress doesn't pass laws that actually have any teeth. Let me read a couple of things here that were showed up. So Zuckerberg addressed the families of the victims. Josh Hawley, who was a great grandstander, uh, urged Zuckerberg to apologize directly to the families of victims and suggested the billionaire establish a victim compensation fund. Um, Zuckerberg did apologize, but he just stood up and goes, I'm really, really sorry, and I hope that you guys don't get too upset about this. I'm sorry. He's got a kid. My question would be, does his kid use Facebook, those types of things? Yeah, I don't know. Good question. TikTok grilled for ties to China. Say that fast. Lawmakers raise concerns that TikTok owned by Beijing-based ByteDance is sharing user data with the Chinese government. It is by by law, if you are doing business in China, you will and are sharing information with the Chinese government. Like This is not even a, a point of conversation anymore. It just is what it is. And of course, my dogs have been fucking quiet all day. And now they decide to bark because this is when people show up at my house. So it is what it is. Uh, further on into this. Lawmakers highlight unity across party lines. The welfare of children on social media is the rare issue that transcends partisan politics. However, they can't pass a law, right? They can bring them in there. They can grandstand, but they can't do anything about it. Senator Graham highlighted how Democrats and Republicans agreed that tech companies need more regulatory oversight. And yes, I just yelled at my dogs to shut up and they shut up. So anyway, that was the pause there. Boeing comparison. Senator Amy Klobuchar from Minnesota and Senator Chris Coons from Delaware contrasted regulations in the tech and airline industries highlighting the quick response after a Boeing plane lost a panel earlier this month. Nobody questioned the decision to ground a fleet of 700 planes, so why aren't we talking about the same decisive action? So, okay, well, let me let me educate you, Miss Klobuchar, on Mrs. whatever, Klobuchar, on how this is different. A, 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 a fucking... Uh, door blowing off a plane at 16,000 feet and seeing that there were bolts that weren't tightened and having all these other issues with Boeing and whatever. That's a manufacturing flaw and that it requires, and that's immediate safety, life, death type thing. That's an easy call. Put them on the ground. However, just to be perfectly clear, uh, Boeing has basically known about this for a while and nothing has been done about it. And uh, oh, on top of that, where's the penalty to go along with this? Um, I think that I read that uh, on that same plane where that door blew off in the last, uh, last week or whatever it was, three times prior to that, in the same plane, on the same route, the pilots had had a depressurization warning, and they informed the ground crew when they landed, and guess what the ground crew did? They reset the alert. Oh, and by the way, Alaska Airlines also knew that that plane was jacked up and decided not to let it fly across the Pacific because they thought it was a categorical risk. So where's the penalty and whatever else? Like, I mean, I'm not looking forward to flying on a 737 MAX 8 anytime soon. Um, Some more highlights here. Zuckerberg turned down a request to expand the child safety team. Uh, Internal documents from Meta that showed Zuckerberg rejected 2021 request to add dozens of employees to focus on well-being and safety for children. Um, You know, witnesses were Zuckerberg ex CEO Linda Yaccarino, I think that's her name. TikTok CEO Shoozy Chu, Shaozi Chu. I mean, okay. Uh Snap Evan Spiegel and Discord Jason Citrin. Um, you know what I mean? Like what <laughs> and they did have to subpoena those folks. Like they invited them, and of course, no one responds to the invite, but they actually showed up on a subpoena and U.S. Marshall showed up at their door. So, yeah. Um, Congress, unless you're willing to pass laws and actually do something about this, American people are not stupid. We know that this is posturing. We know that this is because there's an election coming up. And for all your pontificating and talking about stuff, you're not doing anything to change stuff. So get over your partisan bullshit. Stop, actually, you know, stop fighting with each other over this Mickey Mouse Democrat Republican crap, and put a law in action. Um, you could really easily solve this this uh, TikTok problem today. TikTok is illegal in the United States, period. (laughs) Done. They're an agent of a foreign government. Done. Problem solved. I mean, there's ways to do this. So this shouldn't even be that big of a a conversation, in my opinion. Let's talk about the deep fake stuff that's going on. Um, If you're interested in football, you've seen Taylor Swift at every Kansas City Chiefs game. Hooray, hooray, whatever. Um, But there's an article in TechCrunch. The Taylor Swift deepfake debacle was frustratingly preventable. Um, it's almost like some people have been warning us about deepfakes for years on end. Kind of crazy. Uh, let's see. Here's, I'm going to read some of this article here. So, you know, you screwed up when you simultaneously angered the White House, the time personally the Year, in pop culture's most rabid fan base. That's what happened last week to X, the Elon Musk owned platform, formerly called Twitter when AI generated pornographic deepfake images of Taylor Swift went viral. One of the most widespread posts of the non consensual explicit deepfakes was viewed more than 45 million times with hundreds of thousands of likes. That doesn't even factor in all the accounts, the reshared images, and separate posts. Once an image has been circulated that widely, it's basically impossible to remove. Exactly, which is my point for a minute here. X lacks the infrastructure to identify abusive content quickly and at scale. Even in the Twitter days, this issue was difficult to remedy. It's pretty difficult, period. But it's become much worse since Musk gutted so much of Twitter's staff, including the majority of its trust and safety teams. So Taylor Swift's massive and passionate fan base took matters in their own hands, flooding search results for queries like Taylor Swift AI and Taylor Swift Deepfake to make it more difficult for users to find the abusive images. They buried it, essentially. As the White House press secretary called on Congress to do something, X simply banned the the, the search term Taylor Swift for a few days. When users searched the magician's name, they would notice an error had occurred. Content moderation failure became a national news story since Taylor Swift is, of course, tay But if social media platforms can't protect one of the most famous people in the world, who can they protect? Um, yeah. Uh, it's really not that difficult to put some stuff in place for this, but it's a... It's a deep fake image and it's going on social media. And guess what? If you can't get it on Twitter, someone will go and put it on the gram. And if they can't get on the gram, they'll go put it on TikTok. And if they can't get on TikTok, they'll put it on Facebook. And oh, by the way, all those things talk to each other. So the speed of proliferation is a a given. Um, And it is super easy to come up with. AI deepfakes. If you haven't paid attention to the stuff that I've done over the years, I've been Arnold Schwarzenegger, I've been Stallone, I've been President Trump, I've been President Biden. Uh, I did one recently for an NFL franchise where I deepfaked myself as their head coach, and they were shocked at this. So no one is safe from this, and it's going to continue to get worse. Where you also see that this is becoming even more concerning, and I posted this article this morning, um, cops are bogged down by a flood of fake AI child sex images report says. Uh, Yeah, investigations tied to harmful AI sex images will grow exponentially, experts say, and it's going to continue to grow because this is too easy and you've got fucking perverts that are interested in this stuff. Personally, I think if you made an example of some of these people, I don't know, put one in a super powerful trebuchet and launch their ass into the sun for being convicted of a sexual assault or crime or whatever on children... Might get the point across, but that's not what we do in the U.S. We pat them on the bottom and put them in jail and pay for their meals for the rest of their lives. Last year, after researchers uncovered thousands of realistic but fake AI child sex images online, every attorney general across the U.S. quickly called on Congress, which is always going to get shit done, to set up a committee to squash the problem. But so far, shockingly, Congress has moved slowly, even more shockingly, while only a few states have specifically banned AI-generated non-consensual intimate imagery. Meanwhile, law enforcement continues to struggle with figuring out how to confront bad actors found to be creating and sharing images that for now largely exist in a legal gray zone. So that's part of what I was trying to get to. And I'll talk about the acts that are being passed here from this the Congress congressional side here in a second. But it's OK. We have a right to freedom of speech. And I know I'm walking a razor's edge here. So but just bear with me. We have a right to freedom of speech in the United States. Um, you can. Draw on a piece of paper graphic images. And in theory, the government is not supposed to be able to do anything kind of about that. now there's there's there are legalities that come in depending on what you do and what you draw and blah blah blah, whatever else. In the AI space, when you can create this stuff with a text prompt, it's even murkier. It's super gray. I talked to a friend of mine who is a Harvard educated lawyer. And his answer was, we don't have an answer for this. How do we enforce this? Um, Congress has had some interesting ideas about what to do, and there's been some things passed. Let me read you some of the bills that have come through recently. Uh, H.R. 3106, Preventing deep Deepfake, fakes of Intimate Images Act. This is from Joseph Murrell, uh, who's a Democrat from New York. And this was latest action was May 5th of 2023. Went to the Judiciary Committee. By the way, you can look all this stuff up, just go Google it and you'll find it. You may have to do a little bit of digging, but this was in the 118th Congress first session. The goal here is to prohibit the disclosure of intimate digital deceptions and for other purposes. Uh, hmm. Be it enacted by the Senate and House of Representatives of the United States of America, Congress assembled, the act may be cited as preventing deep fakes of intimate images acts, Uh, blah, blah, blah. Disclosure of digital depictions, depicted individual. There's some legal terms in here, sexually explicit conduct in general, rights of certain individuals, uh, consent is here. But I mean, the point of this whole thing is, and I've read through the whole doc and I'll link it up here, but like they're passing laws and legislation that are not technically or potentially, uh, realistically able to be put in play. Um, how do you put the genie back in the bottle when the genie's out and it's not it's not even necessarily that these are images of actual living breathing children. they could be one hundred percent totally fake that human does not exist on planet Earth. so is that is that a violation of some person's consent or is it just you're a sick pervert and you should be you know shot into the sun um, it's it's weird and dangerous. Uh, there's a whole bunch of stuff going on about how to like pixelate and tag these things and whatever else, but it's a, we're ways from getting anything done there a long ways. If Taylor Swift, like that was a good point. If Taylor Swift is not safe, I would say probably no one is. Somebody asked me recently, like, well, you got lots of videos and stuff online. Are you worried about deep fakes? Uh, I'm worried. No, if someone actually has the time or wherewithal to make a deep fake of me, then they need something else to do. Um, if you do anything though, at least make me look good, I guess. Um, yeah now there's also uh this other thing that was passed very recently and this is the defiance act of 2024 sorry it hasn't been passed yet but it's working its way up and it's it's one page the judiciary chair dick durbin uh that's his name and ranking member lindsey graham the bipartisan disrupt explicit foreign images and non-consensual edits act defiance of 2024 would hold accountable those who are responsible for the proliferation of non-consensual sexually explicit deepfake images and videos. Deepfakes, it talks about the the volume of it, whatever else. Uh, 96% of deepfake videos were non-consensual pornography. That's where deepfakes kind of started, was in the porn space. Uh, This bill creates a statute of limitations of 10 years, more than double the default statute of limitations, tolls the running of the statute of limitations until the plaintiff learns about the non-consensual deepfake, intimate image, or they turn 18, whichever occurs later, and elaborates on the privacy protections available to plaintiffs during the course of any litigation, particularly with respect to the handling of discovery of the content at issue. These provisions would apply both to existing law relating uh, to the non-consensual disclosure of intimate images and the new cause of action for non-consensual deepfake images. Okay, so let's run down that rabbit hole for a second. So we're going to put a law in place that has a 10-year statute of limitations that has punitive measures and all that stuff behind it. Cool, great. Um, Let's take the Taylor Swift example. 30-something million people either reposted, liked, or downloaded, or whatever that image. Are you going to prosecute 38 million people? How are you going to go walk back through that chain and find the one person that created that image first? What if that one image was not created by one person? What if it was created by three different people sharing images and building a deep fake together. What if it was created by an LLM like stable diffusion or something? Um, Did someone take images and do that or did they just write a text prompt and that happened? Like there's so many ways that this can go sideways and that there's the possibilities of the law just falling over on itself. That it's, it's critical that it gets the get this stuff right prior to it going to the next step. Otherwise it's all for naught. You can be as bipartisan as you want, but if you're not bipartisan doing something effective, it's really the, you know, what's, uh, you're not helping anything. Um, yeah. <laughs> There's a whole bunch of ways, in my personal opinion, that I won't say on this podcast that we should deal with people who do bad things to women and children and whatever else, but um, it ain't pleasant, and it would totally get the point across that if you do those things, you could expect, you know, what you, <laughs> what you deserve to get. Uh, I got two daughters. I can tell you if somebody did something like that to one of my kids, it'd be a bad day for them. Uh, all right. So anyway, jumping on to another. This was this is not exactly a straight-up cyber thing, but this because we're talking about parents and kids and social and whatever else, I thought this was worth noting. There's a lot of people that have, uh, I guess you'd call it just kind of a knee-jerk aversion to monitoring people's content in social media. Um, I, I get it. I understand it. There's, you do have a right uh, to your first amendment and the fourth amendment, and all those things, whatever else, but there can be value to this. If you're not aware of this in the U S we have a problem with teenagers and young people going bonkers and shooting places up. Most of the time in the after action reports, they find out that those folks had posted things online that could have been used to intercept and stop that stuff from occurring. If somebody is out there posting on the gram I fucking hate this school. I should shoot this place up. You should talk to that individual. Like there's a reason that that stuff should be paid attention to. This one happens to be a great example of the right thing happening. Student and father arrested RPGs, which are rocket propelled grenades. For those of you who don't know, found after threat to Rancho Bernardo high school. Uh, So a high school student and his father were arrested after police served a search warrant in response to the teen threatening to shoot up the school Uh, for at Rancho Bernardo High School in California San San Diego police confirmed that the school is safe and there's no explosive devices. Police received several reports last Friday from other people, friends and school counselors and administrators, whatever saying the suspected team was showing concerning videos and making threatening statements against the school. That same day, the student who was not named because he was underage was arrested and taken to juvenile hall. Uh, and then here's the response from the school. I want to commend the students who acted responsibly by reporting what they heard. Please use this opportunity to remind your children, if you see something, say something. And continue to keep our community safe through collective vigilance. Police took out a gun violence restraining order at the teen's home, located at this place, I won't say it on here, blocks away from the school. So this kid could have gone home at lunch, grabbed a fucking RPG, and came back to school and just lit the place up like it was on Modern Warfare. On Tuesday morning, unregistered, unserialized firearms were found. Manufacturing supplies were also found to make ghost guns, rifles, and handguns, as well as a large number of explosives and rocket-propelled grenades. And there's pictures of this stuff. The father, 45-year-old, won't say his name, uh, was taken to jail and booked on several charges. Officers say the wife and other children were home at the time. They were allowed to leave during the the arrest. So uh, for all the you know, like all the concern about people monitoring and paying attention to what's going on or whatever else, like this to me is a good example of kind of maybe the value of what can be done. If people pay attention to what people, children and whatnot are posting on social, you see something, you say something. Uh, I think that with uh, uh, the stuff that happened in Texas and whatnot, there was folks that had indicators and the, the kid had been posting things and nobody did anything and bad stuff happens. So, you know, where do we go with this? is it Is it wrong to monitor social media? is it Is it dangerous to your right as an American? Uh, i i I could give a shit. You can monitor everything I got cause it's already monitored anyway. They're using it for making money and whatever else. I monitor the hell out of my kids' stuff. Um, it's just that's the nature of what goes on for for me, just for my kids, the deal is, If you're going to have a phone and you're going to have internet and you're going to do whatever in my house, as long as I'm paying the bill, I'm going to monitor everything that you do. If you don't like it, you can not have a phone and not have internet. Like That's what's up. Or when you get to be 18 and you're, quote, grown and you can pay for your own stuff, go nuts. But as long as dad is paying the bill, dad's going to see what's going on. And if I am aware of something, I'm going to react to it. Um, I got software on my kids' phones. I got software on their computers, whatever. I pay attention. I know what's going on with everything. Does that mean I'm never going to miss something? No. But do you try? Yeah. So, I mean, I'm not... I apologize if this sounds like I'm lecturing anybody. I'm not trying to. I'm just saying we have a problem here in this country. I'm sure it's the same in other countries. We just have access to weapons and whatever else. But we also have a problem where parents that aren't technically adept are kind of washing their hands of the responsibility of doing something about their kids being online. It's not, it's not ever going to be okay to be like, I didn't know how that worked. And then something bad happens, especially if it's with your kids or whatever. So figure it out. If I can help you reach out to me and I'll gladly point you to things that can do this, but there is value to monitoring and paying attention to what's going on with your family, with your kids, with other kids, whatever else. And I would suggest that we as citizens of this country have a responsibility to one another to, if you see something, hear something, whatever, react and say something. It's much better to save someone's life or many lives in some cases by just pointing it out and saying, look, I I think you need to go over there. Uh, I'll give you a personal story here too. Like my own I won't say the family member, but a family member of mine was having mental health issues, posted some stuff online. We saw it. We called that person's spouse and said, are you aware that this is going on? They said, no, I wasn't. I don't know what to do. I said, fine, I'm going to call the police. I'm going to send them to your house and they're going to do a wellness check. And oh, by the way, I want you to go because I'm from Texas and Texas people have guns. I said, I want you to go and make sure that you remove all of the ammunition that is accessible in the house right now, lock it up out in the car, whatever else. Cops showed up, did a wellness check, actually took this family member and put him in, uh, in the hospital for a night, got them help and things got better and no one got shot, which happens. So, you know, uh, Live it, breathe it, be real about it. It just, it can help. You might save people's lives. If you're not aware, uh, U.S. officials deliver a warning that Chinese hackers are targeting infrastructure. No shit. I can't believe they had to have a congressional briefing about this. Hackers linked to the Chinese government are targeting critical U.S. infrastructure. Uh Uh-huh. Preparing to cause real-world harm. Uh Uh-huh. FBI Director Christopher Wray told a congressional committee meeting on Wednesday. Duh. Water treatment plants, the electric grid, oil and national gas pipelines and transportation hubs are among the targets. Yes, everything that's basically digital and that can help, you know, keep life moving on is targeted. Ray spoke the same day U.S. officials announced that they had disrupted a sweeping Chinese cyber operation. Uh, They're not focused just on political and military targets. We can see from where they position themselves across civilian infrastructure that low blows aren't just a possibility in the event of conflict. Low blows against civilians are part of China's plan, Ray said. The Chinese foreign ministry did not immediately respond to requests for comment on the matter. Shocker. Ray stressed the U.S. government concerns were not linked to Chinese Americans or Chinese nationals in the U.S., uh, who said they were themselves often targets of Beijing's aggressions, which is a very good point to make. According to U.S. media report, reports, China's President Xi Jinping told Joe Biden in November that Beijing would not interfere with the 2024 election. I'll buy that for a dollar. <clears throat> yeah. Uh, asked about the reported pledge. Ray said, China has promised a lot of things over the years, so I guess I believe it when I see it or just don't believe it. Um, Ray testified along with General Paul Nakasone, commander of U.S. Cyber Command and other top federal cybersecurity officials. Uh, Nakasone steps down from his position next week, was greeted by the committee with standing ovation, blah, blah, blah. Um, this hearing is one of the highest profile events conducted by the year-old bipartisan select committee set in the U.S. Uh, to part explain to Americans why they should care about addressing these uh issues in the in the cyber in the global cyberspace uh Gallagher who was another one that testified there reiterated calls to ban or force the sale of short video sharing TikTok owned by Chinese tech company ByteDance saying that its continued unfettered use in the US would be bordering on national suicide and I don't totally disagree with that I think national suicide is maybe a bit far a bit dramatic but it definitely is affecting uh, a whole lot of things and it is subversion. So yeah. Um, just, you know, be aware of that thing. Uh, let's see, what are we at here? 20 some minutes. So, okay. Last bit really that I, I would think is worth it here is uh, if you see that the, the adversaries are talking about something on the underground, like that should be a good indicator that that's something you should care about and react to. So um 3, 000, this is cybersecuritynews.com. 3,000 discussions on dark web posts and ChatGPT for illegal purposes. Researchers noticed a significant rise in dark web discussions on misusing ChatGPT from January to December. Threat actors discuss using ChatGPT for illegal activities like creating polymorphic malware to evade detection. One suggestion involved using the Open API, or excuse me, OpenAI API, to generate malicious code through a legitimate domain that poses a security threat. However, no such malware has been detected yet. Threat actors commonly leverage ChatGPT for malicious purpose by AI, uh, by using AI to tackle challenges like processing user data dumps. Because you can do that. You can throw your data into there and have it do other things. Um, GitHub hosts open source tools for obfuscating PowerShell code used by cybersecurity experts and attackers. Kaspersky found a cybercrime forum post sharing the utility for malicious purposes. Legitimate utilities are shared for research, research, quote. But the ease of access can attract cyber criminals. Projects like Worm GPT, Triple X GPT, Fraud GPT, which are all Chat GPT analogs, have no limitations, and there is no there is no way to control those. Essentially, uh, yeah. So if you were seeing that the bad guys are talking about these things to the tune of three thousand of them in the last couple of months, it's a pretty fair bet that that's going to be something that they're going to be leveraging here in the very near future. Um, guess what? They're not talking about it necessarily to that degree in U.S. forums. It's a lot of Russia, like Telegram and whatever, and overseas organizations. So guess what? There's going to be more phishing attempts. And the days of you getting a jacked up, misspelled, misworded uh, phishing email are over. Uh, now is the time to begin putting technology in front of your users before they get fished, or continue to piss money away and try and train them not to click on those things. Um, Yeah. Anyway, I, I know that I went through some like kind of hard topics. Uh, I appreciate your time. listening to this as as God is my witness. If I can help somebody with something, please reach out to me directly. I will do everything in my power to either connect you with someone or be available to, you know, chat through something. Um, Digital stuff is, is difficult. If you're not in this space, it can be, hard to understand. However, that does not absolve us, myself included, of the responsibility to do something about it. There's software out there. There's means out there. Pay attention to what's going on. Know that this stuff can be used for bad purposes, just like it can be used for good. Your children are targets. Your parents are targets. You are targets. This is the, the, the only time in history where the playing field for uh, espionage and national level intrusion and warfare has been categorically leveled because of one thing. It's the Internet. Everything can be hacked. Every person can be targeted. Uh, it's not to be afraid. It's to be aware. So know this. Know this. Let me say that one more time. Know this. As always... Stay smart, stay safe, stay secure. Catch you on the next one. Disclaimer, the information in this podcast episode, aka episode, is provided for general information purposes only. By listening to this episode, you understand that this is not specific technical guidance from the host. No information contained in this episode should be construed as security advice from the author, host, or guest, nor... Is it intended to be a substitute for security advice on any particular subject matter? No listener of this episode should act or refrain from acting on the basis of any information included in or accessible through this episode without seeking the appropriate technical or other professional advice on the particular facts and circumstances that are discussed. This podcast is for informational purposes only. All views expressed therein are those of the host and his guest and should not be considered as being endorsed by nor related to the host or the guest's employers.